Welcome back to the third installment of our limited run of Colorful Lives. Presented by State Farm. Now today we are going to try and help you out. We're going to help you overcome the challenges in your life and take things to the next level. That's why we have some questions that we are going to answer. Questions that you submitted, right? I'm Angela Yee. Um, hey, friend. Hey. I'm Tatiana King-Jones. That's right. I love you guys. I love you guys too. We just got some secondhand chocolate. <laughs> Shout out to producer Matt Rass. <laughs> he tried to act like he bought us the chocolate. Right. And the, and the girl, he snatched it from to give it to us. We were like, why are there two missing? <laughs> <laughs> he was pacing it to make sure it wasn't poisoned. What are some good questions to ask somebody that you're dating? Like if it's early on in the relationship, there's some things that you need to know. Do you have any felonies or warrants out? against you. Sheesh. <laughs> you go but I can explain. <laughs> but I can explain. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> that's a good question, but that's a hard question to ask somebody. Like, how do you just... Well, you shouldn't be jumping into it like that. Right. Like, that's kind of rude to them. Wait, like... felonies bother you? No. <laughs> just I would love to know. Me and Fran have no issue. I don't know if that's the first thing you want to ask, but, you know, I'm maybe like, down the line. Make break? <laughs> <laughs> was it robbery or were you armed? I just need to know. <laughs> There's levels. But yeah, okay, that's a difficult question. I could Google people though. That's how you. I get oh my! You. I, what did I say? Cold records just popping mm-hmm. up. What have I said on this show previously? You can find out anything about anybody on the internet as long as you put it out there. And ninety percent of y'all <laughs> put the it government. out there. But Tatiana, can we? Um, now let's say I had some felonies, which I don't, by the way, just for the record. <laughs> but is there a way for me to get that like erased from the internet? expunge from the internet um you can and you can't like there are some sites that they'll say well if you want us to remove this from our particular site they want you to give all your information like they want a copy of your id they want you to fill out all this paperwork and then even then it could take three to six months to actually happen but then that's just that one site right there's everybody other sites that will take all this information, post it up. So you would technically have to go one by one and it's almost impossible. There are ways to like go directly to places like Google and tell them that you have some offending information out there, but nothing like public data, like your arrest record or anything like that. They have nothing to do with that. Okay. Not much you can do. Yikes. No. Well, so Fran, I mean, we'll be Googling away. <laughs> what, are, what are some other good questions when you're dating somebody early on? Are you married? Are you, okay. <laughs> do you have any children? I'm dead. <laughs> you married? Not, not in a negative. It's just like you would like to know. Like some people hide the fact that they have children, and I, don't, I really don't think that's the wisest thing for you. Yeah, to do, they'll be like, "Well, you never asked." Right? It's <laughs> like what? So you were lying? No, I didn't lie. I just, I just withheld the truth. What? But there's no way that I feel like if you have a child, there's no way you can't bring that up. You would think that, but I've, I've seen otherwise. Sheesh! Is that mm-hmm. a deal breaker? No. Children? Not necessarily. No, like if they don't tell oh, you. Not, oh, they don't yeah. tell me? Yes. But not that they did, lied. They didn't lie about it. They just didn't... Mention it? Tell you because you didn't never ask and it never came up. No, that's weird. So what if I never asked? So you never going to tell me until <laughs> they walk in the door one day? Like If you would hide a whole human... That happened to me one time. <laughs> if you'd hide a whole human... Yeah. To me, that's hiding. Whole knows, human. A whole human. Who knows what else you'd be lying about? Well, no, I dated this guy when I was in college and I remember I went to his house one day and... We were sitting outside. Mind you, we had been dating like all summer. And this little girl was outside. I was like, hey, cutie. And um, he was like, that's my daughter. And I was like, <laughs> funny. <laughs> she laughed. And because I didn't believe him. Because how would I not know all this time that you have a daughter for like three months? It's been three months. Yeah. So See, then, that's so then she says, what's my name? And she's like, daddy. 
I was like, all right, maybe that is your daughter. I got right back in my car and left because I was mad that he didn't mention it. Well, that's what I mean. And you like, dumped him? I mean, I was in college. We were going back to school. Mm. But no, I think we still ended up dating because he told me it was just hard because he had his child really young and the woman was older than him. Mm. So we were only like 18 and his daughter was three, like two. No, she was two. Mm. So he had it when he was 16 and she was 21. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of disrespectful if you don't tell people that you have a child. Like, granted, you may not say it on the first date, but right. you should say it soon. I would believe before the three month mark because it's disrespectful to the person you're dating. And it's, to me, it's also disrespectful to your child because that child's supposed to be an integral part of your life. And then you're not going to mention them. Wait, I'm still stuck on a 21 year old. Right. That's that. But you know what? It was he did want to tell me. That's why he had her there. Like, that was his way of telling me, like, the child is there. Just having her on the porch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, he wanted me to come over so he could tell me. It was just a yeah. weird way to do that. I get people being afraid. To, I get people being afraid, too. Like, they, they feel that maybe that is a deal breaker or mm-hmm. they think that the person they really like is going to run away if they find out that it's a kid. But I'm like, you have to give that person the, the information. Let them make that decision. You have to be truthful but we were only 18 so maybe it was hard for him at that time because we were so young and it's like a lot of us you know none of us have kids like none of us did none of my friends none of his friends right so it was probably like something still that was a little weird for him i guess at that time i get it but you but you know at least he did tell me yeah (laughs) three months later (laughs) (laughs) better late than never (laughs) so yeah but um so that's a good question to ask for that reason you need to know that what else what else do you need to know what are your ambitions? Do you ever plan to get married? Do you look forward to that? If you don't have kids, do you want to have kids? Do you have a job? I interview people. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a job? And my, You don't have to have like a nine to five or anything like that. Just as long as you're actually being active, whether it's towards your own personal goal, you're an entrepreneur, or you do have a nine to five. Like, are you doing something with your life? Maybe you're you're a musician. That's fine. But are you doing something? Like, if you're just like, nah, I'm chill, I'm going to be like, all right, see you later. Are you any good? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you got to be doing something. That's all I'm saying. Also, why did you break up with your last girl? When's the last time you were in a relationship? Ooh, I think that's you a good, that. good one. Yeah, why not? I mean, it's I a good conversation. How, how soon do you ask that, though? I like, think first it depends. date? <laughs> It depends no, on, it depends on how it's flowing. Yeah, it depends on, on the conversation because sometimes you might naturally happen upon that topic. Right, I'm very chatty. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we had an episode on the friend zone. It was like a pillow talk episode where we were talking about should you ask people about their exes and past relationships. And I said I'm pretty open. I'm an open book. Mm-hmm. You know, me if too. you want to yeah. know what went wrong or what you should be scared of <laughs> about right. me, I'm pretty open to letting you know. Yeah, I would just. But say my co-hosts were like, "No, I don't want to know that." Like, really? don't talk to me about your ex. Yeah. I would just say do it in doses. Like, if y'all do decide to talk about it, because, like, I don't want to have a half-hour conversation about everybody that you slept with. Like, I'm right. not That's here fun. for that. <laughs> he said <Ugh>. it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to ask a question, like, what would um, most people that dated you, what would they say about you? Right. You know, and every guy's going to say, oh, you know, that I'm a great person. <laughs> you gonna laugh in their face like that (laughs) (laughs) all right now what's the best way for a guy to actually shoot their shot and ask out someone that they like or for us like to shoot our shot who's aggressive here (laughs) Ooh, see i'm not really i am if i like someone i'll say something you will what will you say Oh, don't put me on the side. Will, yeah, <laughs> Let me hear your pickup line. Don't try to test my game. Um, I mean, I don't know that I would just say it like, hey, I like you, but right. I would introduce myself and 
I'm trying to think. I don't know. It depends on where we are. Are you tired? Because you've been running through my mind. <laughs> oh, no. <not laughs> no, I'm not. No. Not that. I, uh, no, I'm more flirty. I won't like you. I won't like directly be like, oh, let's date. But I'll probably like hang out with you a little bit more. Not clingy. Just you'll notice that I'm actually giving you the time of day. Right. So. I have told me like if I think you're gorgeous, I'll say it. Wow. Yeah. You are gorgeous. I would say just like that. It's worked many, many I bet times. it has. <laughs> I, but I do feel like I'd guys like, wow, don't... you are gorgeous. And the guys would be like, wow, like, thank you. And then you start talking. Guys yeah, don't get complimented as much as we do, I feel like. That's true. I mean, yeah, I don't think so either. That's why when you just come out and say it, it kind of takes them, like, aback. Like, oh, I have a compliment on, on style of dress. I'd be like, right. oh, you looking clean or whatever, whatever. And like, usually that works too. Yeah, that like, 1970s oh. flair. You looking <laughs> clean. <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, really, girl? You know, it's just a little something <laughs> I put together. My girl Tatiana is a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> you looking clean. <laughs> That black exploitation <laughs> flirt. <laughs> uh, clean <really>? shaft. <laughs> That's hilarious. Jive turkey. <laughs> oh, I'm dead. Man. Oh, man. I'm going to try that and I'm going to let you know if I'm, it works. I'm telling you, Angela, someone, I would pay you to go uh, up you to should someone. Do it. I promise you, before we leave the studio, I'm clean. telling somebody. <laughs> tell them, like, oh, you look clean, damn. Look at that. Look at that. Y'all are killing me right now. <laughs> what works on you, though? Don't DM me. Damn. <laughs> she said, She said what works? And she said, well, this is what don't work. <laughs> That'll, Damn. No, I'm kidding. I, you know, I've, I've said it before. I, it's hard for me to connect with people online. It's always such a... I like bumping into people places, like seeing them. You know when you see someone you like and you guys do that thing where you stare at each other the whole night? And like oh, he looks away, the and then you look away, and, and you catch each them, other again, yeah. and then the whole night y'all are playing that game. I live for that. I live for that. And the DM doesn't give me that same feeling. Okay, yeah. so I'm I'm very much an in person thing. So if you if there's a shot you want to shoot, you have to figure out where I'm at. Do that. I Maybe mean, I shouldn't say that because stalkers will be like, yeah. really? Be like, right, <laughs> oh no, it. you're giving them the ammo. Oh no. <laughs> but if you post something that you're gonna be at, that's fine. Yeah, that's what it's I'm public. saying. If it's right. you know, like figure. I think if you really, really like someone, you'll figure out a way to make your presence known. Listen, I actually ended up in a relationship for two years with a guy, and the reason that we met was because he had always been asking this girl. We had a mutual friend to hook us up, and she was like, "No, I'm not doing that." And then she told him, "She's like, you know what? She's gonna be at this place tonight. If you want to meet her, you should just go." I and love he really that. came by himself. That's right? how you do and it. And I didn't, I didn't know until way later that that's what he came for. But he really came just to meet me. Oh, okay. Yeah, we ended. And up how dope for, is that? See, two years. That's cool. Yeah. Like as long as you don't do it in a stalkerish way, <laughs> that's fine. Like for sitting you to in like, the corner, staring. Right. <laughs> like let's like let me like engage with me. And I, I like what you said, friend. Like being personable and actually wanting to to be like a man. Like come, come, you know, just. Right speak up but yeah. at the same time like it's like you have to measure it a little bit like don't be too aggressive I know people like to do jokes don't do that running around in my head joke. <laughs> like don't do that like that is so tired like try <laughs> and chemistry is valuable because uh, they I remember there was this gorgeous dude like gorgeous bearded model that I was like oh god he's perfect like, he looked perfect and then we finally met somewhere one day randomly and I was like, oh, shoot, that's a dude from Instagram. Like he looked the same in person. Wow. But then as soon as we like started talking, I was like, oh, no, I was, as soon I was he opened his mouth. <laughs> what was wrong with him? 
nothing was wrong that's the thing it was nothing that I was like ooh, like he wasn't dumb or saying things that didn't interest me it's just chemistry is chemistry and it's either there or it's not and yeah. I think that's one of those things where you could find someone attractive in pictures and then you it might it. not be yeah. there yeah and that's why a lot of like you know uh social media attraction is so hit or miss mm, right, so I, right. I'd rather in person because in person you know immediately you're like yes <laughs> Well, let's this say you get happening. to that first date. What's an ideal first date look like? Mm. <laughs> let's go walk on the beach. Oh, you're so romantic. Aww. Yeah. Well, it's cold out my here My little right black now. heart. I know. Well, this is me in my dream life in L.A. Right. <laughs> I was going to say, she in Cali. I knew it. I just got back from Miami. That's why I have the beach in my mind. But I guess in New York, if it's nice out, I'm a big picnic person. I love, like, just putting a blanket in the park. On a first date, though? Yeah. I've done that before. Yeah, that's cool. I see We that. brought wine, fresh fruit, like, made sandwiches, and just talked. Because I think if you go to dinner or a movie, it's, so it's like, so much stimulation around you that it's hard to, like, really dig into each other. And I, a picnic in the park, you can talk for hours. See, I feel like that's a third date for me, more like... Really? Why? Because it's so intimate? Because it's like too intimate? That and because also, yeah, it is. Because what if like I don't really like you and now we're stuck on this picnic? <laughs> There's no escape. <laughs> no escape. Like, I, got, I gotta go. <laughs> or when you put it that way. <laughs> Because <laughs> I feel like if you go to a restaurant, there's like an escape possible. Yeah. You, you could know? be like, like, oh, you know, I just I yeah. got to go to the bathroom. Now we're in the park never... and we have to finish this whole like, bottle this is, of wine. You're like, this is my blanket. <laughs> he got to get up. <laughs> like you can't just go on a picnic for 20 minutes. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm outside the park. I got to go check the meter on my car. And I'll be halfway through. He go, like, but you took the train. I'm gone. I'm gone. I took the train because my car was already parked here. Right. <laughs> now, I feel like there's a, there's always a way to get out of it. You tell your, you know, the, the tell your homegirl to call you. Like, I, just, I believe in a first date that's not going to be too yeah. long or too, just in case. Right. It's just in case Where it's like a like gorgeous guy from Instagram, but then there was no chemistry. At all. Right. <laughs> you're, right. you're right. It is easy to get out. Like silent emergencies. Like when you do that, oh, real quick, like I got to go check my phone real quick. I felt it vibrating. And you come back. Oh, my God. It's a huge emergency. Somebody fell down someplace. I got to go. I got to go help them. You know, you could just Somebody be out. Somebody fell down someplace. <laughs> That's wow. the worst lie I gotta ever. Go. I have to return a movie to Blockbuster. <laughs> I got to get out of here. <laughs> oh my, my Blockbuster closed for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> that's not gonna work All right. so wait so have y'all been on dates where it was so bad that you just left like you made something up I've, I've on... never done that I'll, I'll stick it out and then just be like okay never call this dude again I just like stop engaging and then they kind of get the point oh damn like, yeah, that's that's evil like, I mean it's it's just like like I've been on a real bad date like you said like if somebody who's cute he's this that he, he he's all he goes he checked all the check marks but, but then yeah when you had the conversation it was like oh this is a mistake and then the kicker at the end was when the bill came uh-oh and he looked at me and I looked at him no he did he not at me look and at I looked you. at him like wow. you were gonna pay it <gasps> and uh-uh. I looked at him and he looked at me it's not that looked at friends giving across the room to the guy. Not, no, not that. Definitely not. not. That. So by that time, it was like, okay. No, the worst is when, you know how you do that thing, like, no, let me pay. And, and then they, they do. Then they <laughs> 
see that's one and thing they say I'll okay and you're like right? jerk and that's what that happened or at least say go half right I'm all about go half you don't have to pay for everything but go half at least like damn like when you try to like put down how much do I owe and they're like let me see hold on <laughs> right like damn I didn't expect he's you like, to say that he's like you got the salad you got the juice that's like 1098 like, <laughs> like can I get plus tip item? plus tax can I you get an itemized receipt <laughs> oh no y'all are giving me you know I don't really date a lot though like I haven't had like a lot of dates Mm -hmm. because the dates that I've gone on I guess I have decent intuition I'm gonna say decent right um and they turn into relationships okay but it starts off with some dates yeah like one or two and then we're like I like you and then it's years together but I've never mm-hmm. been able to like go on like a lot of different dates and kind of go through hell I've had a couple of bad dates but they were really funny like when a date is bad it really just feels like this is gonna be so funny when I tell my friends later. <laughs> I went on one date with this guy and he was like kind of uptight and it was the first date. He was like a lawyer. He was a lawyer. So we went out to dinner. That was fine. I was tired after that. And I wanted to go home. But he was like, come on, let's go do karaoke. Karaoke is not great, like, for when you don't know somebody that well. Yeah. I it's feel embarrassing. Like that's, to me, that's more like a friendship thing. So I didn't really want to do it. But he yeah. was, like, so hyped to go. So we go to this karaoke place. And then um, I was being funny. Like, he was like, pick a song for me. I was like, all right. I picked Thong Song. <laughs> But he was singing a song like apparently he used to be like in a group and I didn't oh, know this. Oh no, right. that's why he wanted to go to now, karaoke. The oh. rule is you don't go do karaoke if you really can sing. Like I've right. always rude. said that. I've always because it's supposed it, to be it kills that's it. Just rude. It's like boring. that's an audition. <laughs> yes. So he was like, "Who you looking so scary?" I was like, "Oh, oh no. my Stop. god, Stop. why am I here?" <laughs> I would have been all right. I'm packing up. I'll but he was so serious. He had his head up and <laughs> let me see that. I was like, oh, wow. I was so embarrassed and he was really into it. It's time to pack it up. Yeah, that was our last date. Uh, no, can I tell you guys, I don't know if I've told you before, There was I was at a house party and there was like a group of guys, maybe like four or five, and there was one that I was like, oh, he is my husband. Like he was just <laughs> perfection, everything I've ever wanted. And I told my homegirl, and she was like, oh, I know him. Like, I'll hook you guys up. Like, don't don't even trip. So long story short, she gives him my number, and he calls me. And we're on the phone for, like, a couple weeks. Finally, we link. We decide, like, we're going to go to dinner and link up. When I get to the restaurant, it was the wrong guy. <laughs> she had Ooh, gotten the wrong one. Oh, no. Somebody trying to be funny. Y'all, I left. I would have too. That's not who. I mean, yeah, but that's mean. I felt bad after, but I. But I that's not. Away. Was he that bad? He wasn't like bad, but that's you know when you have it in your head like he was so the one I wanted. I was hyped, but I thought he was all cute. <laughs> but you why is that it? mean? But why is that mean? That's like a f- mistaken identity. You're not supposed to be with this random. Person. I just didn't know how to say it. Like I didn't want to go up to him and be like, oh, he shit, probably you're was not like, dude. He probably was like, she is feeling me. <laughs> I would have left too, friend. I'm sorry. She I would have left. Would you have left? No, I probably would have stayed. And said what, though? Cause right. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. You're not the guy I was looking at, but... I would have been polite, and then I probably would have paid for the food so that I wouldn't have felt guilty about never talking to him. <laughs> and then never called him again, blocked him. That would have been that. But I would. I probably would have just did it. Like He wouldn't have No, I got stuck. I got so stuck. Because imagine what that did for his ego after that. So wait, did he see you? 
show up and then you were no, like, I don't think so. That's what I'm saying. I would have been like, he oh. was already sitting there and I saw, and I was like, oh, wait. That's so sad. I know, I know, I know. I, I mean, know. I'm sorry, but God forgive me. <laughs> Mistaken identity. He probably was, and then and then now you got to explain to your friend, and then he's gonna call your friend, and then she's gonna I know. say, you were the wrong guy. <laughs> But I you apologize. know, but you know, the mo- well, right location, wrong person. <laughs> Regardless, then you're obligated oh. to stay. I'm like, I'm not staying. I would have stayed and had a drink. Well, <laughs> I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't. And then I would have been like, you're too good for me. But then, but you know what? Someone's gonna say, well, <laughs> oh if, my god. Someone's gonna say, well, it's how, not you. How it's you me. know? How you know if you don't stay? That guy might be cool. You might be friends with him. I'm I like, mean, listen, I mean, he could have. He was still mm-hmm. a handsome dude, but it's just not who I thought it was. Oh, and he was still handsome? He was oh, handsome, he was? but it's just not who I thought it was. So it shocked my system to see that it was his friend sitting there. I assumed he wasn't there. the cute one. <laughs> so I assumed. Because <laughs> no. you're like, that wasn't the right guy. I Did mean, you ever end up talking to it. the friend? No, I just left it alone. You know, I was like, it wasn't awkward. meant to be. Because <laughs> then if I... How am I be how am I be shady to this one and then go and hang out with his friend? It just looked like too much drama. It's like, I'm going to let it go. That's the lost one. Hey, beautiful ones. It's Hey Fran. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Colorful Lives presented by State Farm. If this is your first time listening, don't forget you can go back and listen to our previous episodes on iTunes or SoundCloud. And you can always show your support using the hashtag LiveColorful with two L's at the end. All right. Well, I know a lot of people were asking us about like dating and things that we've done in our own dating lives. So let's get to some of these listener questions. Yes. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. Ask us. Oh, Lord. All right. <laughs> Tatiana, what's the first one? The first one is from Marley. Marley asks, women of color and people of color that have blogs and podcasts have really been inspiring. And she wants to actually do her own, but she gets nervous about the ignorant hate that might come her way. Oh, boy. It actually just adds to the self-doubt that she's already fighting. So her question is, does starting new projects, knowing how rough it can be, get easier over time? And do any of us have an upcoming project that we're hesitant about? Well, listen. Hmm. Not hate that might come your way, but hate that will come your way. And Sorry let me, to break it to you. Yeah, and let me explain something, though. There is nothing wrong with that because when you are successful, that's when people hate on you. It just is what it is. It's people that aren't really happy with what they have going on. So getting some hate is really just a sign that you're doing something really great. There's no way that there's ever going to be 100% of people that love you. Mm-hmm. That's just not going to happen. Like, if you have an opinion... And if you, just anything, people are going to agree with you and people are going to disagree with you. And there's nothing wrong with that. And people express themselves some sometimes in ignorant manners. Yeah. And that's just the way of the world. And it's something that actually you just have to deal with and get used to. Like sometimes it's not easy. You're having a bad day. You see something hateful and it just makes you feel bad. But you also have to concentrate on the fact that just as people are going to hate you, people are going to love you. Yeah. So I always try to concentrate on the positive, on the people that love me, on the people that know you personally. A lot of people that are going to hate you don't even know you personally. So mm-hmm. you should never take that personally, you know. And I think that in general, I always have things that I feel like this is really rough. I'm nervous about it. I'm hesitant about it. But I think that's exciting. I think that when we get really complacent and everything's coming easily and we're just floating through, Mm -hmm. that's not really something that makes me feel like, wow, I really accomplished something. What makes you feel really accomplished is when you do something that you were scared, that you didn't know if it was going to work out. There were a lot of obstacles and it was difficult. But imagine that feeling when you're successful at it. There's nothing like that. That's true growth. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I've, I've always said it before on YouTube. I used to play it safe. Like, well, I won't talk about religion. I won't talk about politics. And I won't talk about, you know, and I tried to be as neutral as possible, as chill and cool and nice as possible, thinking like, oh, you know, how can I be hated on if I'm just talking about shea butter and <laughs> do it yourself? <laughs> You'd be surprised. Like, Bitch, I hate shea butter. Yeah, and <laughs> I still got attacked yeah. by, like, in the most harmful, harsh ways that I was like, oh, lesson learned. Here I was kind of like playing small mm-hmm. to be safe. Mm-hmm. Still got attacked. So then what's the point of that? Like think about somebody you love so much that you admire. Yeah. Beyonce, Oprah. Right. All of them. And guess what? People hate them. President Barack Obama. People hate Barack Obama. It's true. But there's nobody in this world that's made a mark in this world that didn't get hated on and doesn't get hated on. It's impossible. And I think uh, greatness, like when people see you working hard and doing great things, there's going to be two responses and both are going to be personal projections. They're either going to be inspired Mm -hmm. by you or they're going to hate you for it. And and the beauty of it is that neither response has anything to do with you. Right. That's all on how the person chooses to view the amazing work that you're doing and how it affects them. So just got to do it. I mean, to answer that first part, like, does it get easier? No. Like, if you're if you're doing things the right way, if you're pushing yourself and challenging yourself and, and hitting towards new goals, no, it's not going to get easier. But you want that. That means that you're growing as a person. Like, when you allow yourself, like Angela was saying, you allow yourself to be in that same box. You allow yourself to be complacent. You're not necessarily moving ahead. So if, if it's not getting easier, you're probably doing it the right way. Right. Sad right. to say. <laughs> <laughs> you listen as a as a black woman or a woman of color. You always gonna get it. You always gonna get Twice it. Twice as hard. We get it. The t- we definitely yeah. get it. The toughest. Mm-hmm. But you know what? We are the toughest. Yep. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right. Um, here's the next question. Hi, ladies. I'm a current law student. I dream to be an active participant in my community, but I don't feel support from my family or my spouse. Mm-hmm. As a woman with unique dreams, I find it hard to include my spouse and family in my accomplishments when I feel like they don't understand why it takes what it takes to be successful as a woman. How can I make them feel invoked through my process of hard work. I often have to turn down experiences with my family and friends to accomplish my goal, studying to take the bar this summer. How can I ask for support without jeopardizing my relationships because they've never accomplished becoming an attorney? Ooh. Wow. So this is because other people have not accomplished their goals. Right, so like she's, and, don't, and oh. I already know getting ready to take the bar is such a process. I have a lot of friends who are lawyers. Same. And it's like they had to lock in. Like they shut out the rest no of the fun. world. Just study until you take that bar and pass that bar. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So what can you do if you don't feel that support from your family or from from your spouse? Because they don't understand. And I'm sure even for all of us, like all those hard nights, all that traveling, everything that we've done to accomplish what we had to accomplish. Imagine how hard that is without some somebody like if you're, you know, Tatiana, if your spouse didn't understand, didn't support you or family members just weren't Mm -hmm. supportive. It's tough. I mean, I've had a partners that were frustrated Mm -hmm. by how much time I spent away and you know they kind of didn't understand it and they became stress points for me where Mm -hmm. I had to kind of be like oh I don't know if I can even have you around you know so that's something that was sort of make or break for me like if you don't if I can't thrive in what I'm choosing to do and still have our relationship then I and I'm not saying to get a divorce (laughs) (laughs) 
because I was, it was just boyfriends. But I that to me is very make or break. Like yeah. you, you got you're out of here because I got to focus and that's a priority for me. As far as family, that's a little different. Mm-hmm. My family didn't really understand what I was doing. Period. Right. Like not even just the time it took, but just what the hell are you doing as this online person? Yeah. But now they do. Yeah. And at first, you know, it's the same. I think it happens with most crafts and careers. Like they might not believe in it until they see that until you are doing it. Or yeah. They don't understand it. Or results. understand it. Yeah. And now everyone around me is like, oh, this is dope. Like right. you, you did it. You did the damn thing. So sometimes you just have to. Uh, let people kind of watch from afar and you got to do it anyways think of the end result absolutely it's always uh, worth it a lot of people are all about seeing is believing so as you said if they don't see the result and they don't say well what's the point i think to carry a little bit more about what you said about them not understanding if you when it comes to family and maybe those that are really close to you that you love like if you actually sit when you have the time take the time and show them what you're doing show them the steps that you take to deliver whatever if it's your product or it's your skill or if you're your training show them what you actually have to do like say okay three hours a day I have to read this book or uh one hour a day I have to make this this video for YouTube and then this is what I have to do in order to edit it this is what I have to do in order to put it up there this is what I have to do in order to make some money my thing is half the time it's really all about people not understanding so mm-hmm. if you're able to take the time with them and go through the mechanics of it they go oh like a light bulb, more or less, a light bulb will go off and it'll be like, I did not realize it was that much either work or effort to put into it. And to answer your question about not jeopardizing your relationships, honestly, I don't think there's any way you can prevent that from happening. Like relationships are relationships. They're going to change throughout your life. Um, hopefully families forever. Things do change for some people. But when it comes to people like friends or girlfriends or boyfriends or whatever, like sometimes it doesn't always remain the same and you have to be especially if there's something that you you want in your heart and you love you have to be prepared that the same people you came in with may not be there when you get out preach and Mm -hmm. I also think that sometimes even for ourselves like I know sometimes when I'm working really hard and I don't have a lot of time you know for my boyfriend or for whatever I have going on I could be really irritable and cranky (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that doesn't help the situation when I'm always working always doing things and then when I talk to you I have attitude so sometimes I have to make sure that personally I am understanding of the fact that they miss me and they want to spend time with me and it's not easy I know it's not easy to date somebody like me and I know it's not easy to date somebody when they're getting ready to take the bar and they're studying and they're probably not in the best mood Mm -hmm. so even for you just think of ways that you can just even just make yourself like even when you're not feeling so, you know, excited and happy, because sometimes maybe he's missing the fact that he, you know, you love him and he wants to spend time with you and he misses you, which is a good thing. You know, maybe he doesn't understand what it is that you have to do to pass the bar. But just like we have to work, sometimes you do have to set aside an hour for your relationship. And if that means that's true, you know, you take an hour break from studying every, you know, three days to order some food ahead of time and surprise him and say, look, here's, you know, dinner. Let's take a break while I'm studying and let's eat together and have a glass of wine. And then I got to get back to it. Sometimes you have to make some sacrifices also because your relationship is important too. That's true too. In my last relationship, the thing I had to do that helped was I made sure that the weekends, no work. Mm -hmm. Like unless Mm -hmm. I couldn't avoid it, like if it was an appearance somewhere that, you know, couldn't be scheduled, but I would try to make it where I did not work on the weekends so that I can turn off 
hey friend hey <laughs> you know and then just be friend and my boyfriend had time or my family and I still try to do that now like Sundays it got cut down to just Sunday right not Friday Saturday <laughs> Sunday but <laughs> right now the most I can do is Sundays I try not to be online I try not to be working anywhere I spend time with family and friends and you know, like you said it depends on how much it means to you and you can always find a balance of both or you know what for after the bar plan a vacation Oh, so now yeah. we have something, something to, to look forward, forward to. to. Exactly. Absolutely. That always helps me with work, period. Like, I could be like, okay, you know, it's February now, but in May, I'm going, we're going to go away for four days. Cute. So we have I something planned, something to look forward to, and you know this is going to happen. So even though I'm going hard right now, baby, we going to be gone for four days, and <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, yeah. that's cute. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. At the end of the day, communicate 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 absolutely that's so let people know what you're going through listen to what other people are saying how they feel verbally talk about how what you're going through and my thing is if anything you could find like solace and support in those that are around you love it mm-hmm So the next question says, I want to start a podcast. I have no idea how to begin. How do I determine the focus of my podcast? And what are the first steps to getting started? How much money should I have? How much money should I expect to invest? Others, but you say how much money you expect to make. I was going to say zero. (laughs) (laughs) Zero dollars and zero for a long time. Um, You don't necessarily have to invest a lot of money or any at all. It really depends on on what you want. In terms of getting started, and I'm not being a flip when I say this, go to Google. Like, really. (laughs) Because Tatiana's like, Google the answer. No, no, no. Go to Google in terms of how to podcast like in terms of what like software to get the technical right. aspects mm-hmm. of it software to get if what mic to get if you want to get a mic or if half the time you don't even need all that stuff mm-hmm. you, a lot of people already have that stuff on their person already like if you have um, a macbook and uh ear excuse me earphones with earbuds or or, or earbuds with a mic that's your podcast, right. honestly, because sometimes, at least when you're starting out, that quality is good enough to get started. You can get free software that you can just download on on anywhere, really, and then start. Then as far as the more um, specific aspect of what you're going to talk about, well, let's think about this. What do you like? What makes you happy? What brings you joy? What topic? What are you passionate about? Yeah. What What makes you want to talk a, a million miles a minute? What makes you want to engage with other people and get their viewpoint and maybe debate or things like that. Like there, you have to think about what you personally like because there literally is a podcast for everything. There is no rule about what you can speak about or Mm -hmm. what's going to work is that you have to do what, what works for you. Right. And just do it great. Like there's no idea original. I feel like when it comes to podcasts, like what is there missing? There's so many. Yeah. So you just have to be great. At whatever it is that you do and figure out how can I be me times 100? How can I make sure that I have an opinion or whatever it is that we're talking about or I have the knowledge mm-hmm. that people would like to hear? Yeah, so. and my I have a friends, uh, they have a podcast called Jade and XD mm-hmm. and they're so funny. And for a long time, they just would... Uh, do it out of their house they just went and bought what's the the yeti the yeti mic the blue yeti or yeah, yeah the yeti, yeti mic. mic they had a blue yeti mic which you can order on amazon um and their laptop and mm-hmm. they paid attention to feedback like if people were like it's too loud or it's too low or, you know mm-hmm. and they would adjust each episode based on the feedback they got better and better and better right. they did it like i said out of their house and 
put them out there on SoundCloud. They had it on iTunes and Stitcher yeah. and every app. And just all like all is, of, yeah, just like everyone free. that's on networks, they yeah. were right there with us having their episodes available to people. And they, after a couple months, got signed by a network because they built a following on their own, like grassroots, you know, and I think that's the best way to do it. Like, don't try. If you want to be signed to a network, I think the best thing to do is to have the network see what you've already done Mm -hmm. on your own. Yeah, not many people get the quote-unquote record deal up front. Like, you have to to put out a product first. You can, but if not... Some people do, but you have to put out a product first. And and not for nothing, you got to do that to train yourself. You, As you said, you have to... Oh, it helps, yeah. You have to learn how to speak because podcasting is completely different from being on YouTube. It's completely different being on the radio Mm -hmm. as well. Like, certain things... you don't get the immediate feedback. And then when you do, like you have to learn from it relatively quickly because people will kind of turn off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those first impressions really matter. But I will say just basically what Fran said, the more you do it, the better you get. No yeah. one's going yeah. to be open to like, the feedback. I don't care how great and professional you are. It's not ever going to start off like perfect. No, not at you all. You have to really, really work at it. So you might do a couple and be like, mm, I don't know. I got to make sure I fix this. I got to do this. We got to yeah, focus yeah. this. It's going to take some time to develop it into what it is that you want it to be. You have to be patient and you have to be consistent and you have to be persistent. And open to to people's mm-hmm. feedback. Because that's yes. the other thing. There's some people that'll be like, well, you know, they get like offended. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, and defensive. They get defensive. And like, I get it. When you're creative, it's not easy for someone to be like, that episode sucked. Or I don't like this segment because you, it's your creation. But yeah. I think, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. <laughs> Sometimes you <laughs> Sometimes that episode might have sucked. <laughs> Sometimes you have to just be like, you know what? This might not be yeah. working. And, and critique um, yourselves. Like, listen absolutely. to it. Absolutely. That's the Please best listen to thing to do is listen to yourself because you don't know what you sound like until you nope. go back and listen. Sure, and like, no. You be like, I ran. Nope. Right. I need more organization. Yeah. Maybe I should have segments. Like, you know, be willing to point out your own weak points and how to fix them and yeah. amplify them. You have to edit yourself. Absolutely. At, at all costs. <laughs> edit yourself because you'd be surprised the type of language that you say. People most often talk but don't hear. Like, they're not listening to what they're saying. And then when you hear it back, you're like, damn, I said that? <laughs> Or I use that word or I say, huh, every five minutes. Like, it, <laughs> right. That you, was me. I was like, uh, like, saying, oh, like, like, like yeah. <laughs> the verbal garbage. Like, it's real. They call that it's a crutch. Real. That's a crutch yes. that you use when you don't have anything to say, when you really could just take a minute, not say anything. Yep. Slow down. Pause. So slow it down. Take a moment instead of saying, well, let me um, like slow it down and like um, <laughs> if you're not sure, like don't say anything to and just right. like, don't say anything. If you're not sure what you're about to say next, chill. And, the, and you can edit it's it not out. Li- you, hopefully it's not live. No one is <laughs> clocking you. Just chill. Take a second. <laughs> breathe. Speak. <laughs> I like the deep breath. <laughs> All right. Here's another question. Hey, ladies, I love the podcast. I recently started a blog site, which had been my dream for some time now. My blog is specifically for black women and women of color. I want to use it to talk about issues we face, review products that are good for us, and to highlight other black women doing great things. I'm concerned about my following. I have less than 100 subscribers, and while my blog has only been live for less than a month, how can I promote my blog more to attract more black women and build subscribers? I've gotten some good feedback already about my site, and I'm working on more content, but I want to eventually be able to do this full-time, so I need to continue to build in order to make my site profitable. Any suggestions? My web address is, do we want to say? 
Live Magical Blog. That's L I V, like live on Sunday. LiveMagicalBlog.com. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks. Well, what would you guys suggest for somebody? She's, it's been less than a month. She has 100 followers. How much you expect to have 100,000 right now? <laughs> Nobody. Yeah, it's been less patience. than a month. Patience. First of all, be happy that you have that 100 followers. Girl. So and make sure you keep on. I always say this, but it's so important to be consistent with putting out material. Yes. Don't take three, four days off without posting anything. Don't get lazy. You have to go hard because all you need is, first of all, ask people that are following you to support. Tell your friends. Be like, hey, you know, this, this, and that. Here's what's going on. You know, make sure you spread the word. Make sure you do some great headlines that grab people's attention. And think about what's important to people now. Yeah, be consistent. Oh my mm-hmm. God, I, I just fell down on the floor on that one. Be consistent. Whether you're a vlogger, blogger, podcaster, if you say you're going to put out something every Tuesday, put it out every Tuesday. That is for yourself because that will help you get you into a routine. That's also for your listeners because whether it's one or a hundred people, they're going to now expect you to p- get your material when you say it's out and then when you start building a level of distrust because you're not even sticking to your own routine (laughs) then people again there goes an exodus right there so you want to build that trust and part of that is being consistent I would also suggest linking up with other people within that field, people within that topic, that space if you are, if you're the person who wants to talk about cocoa butter all day find the other cocoa butter princesses out there because <laughs> i like how you looked over at me yeah <laughs> because more often than not like they can help with how to build your site they can give you some tips and i'm saying lean on them for everything i'm saying build relationships with them because they can help tell you about oh there's an event that is near you that you may want to go to my suggestion would be to google the topic of your blog and see what the top blogs within that topic pop up on the first page. Then hit those blogs up because they usually have a contact form and offer to write for them. That's good advice. Yeah, because a lot of the times what happens is they will link back to your site Mm -hmm. and then you can get some traffic from, and obviously if they popped up on the first page, they're doing the damn thing. So that means, you know, that... Whether they're going to pay you, some of them do, some of them might not. And, you know, it depends. But at least if you're trying to just build up that following because you're not even a month old, I think that's an awesome way to start building traffic and have yeah. it redirect to your site. Yeah. That that's uh, I did that when I first started, too. I used to write for Black Girl Long Hair. Oh. Yeah, you know, so things like that. And Carol's Daughter when they had their site. So it helps. It definitely helps you build um, a new following. And you know what? Don't even limit yourself just to your topic. Don't be afraid to enter different markets. Maybe something that might not be exactly what you're talking about. Maybe it could be a health site mm-hmm. that has a section for black women or oh, something like good. Huffington Post where, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot of different um, tabs that they cover. Yeah. And you can just try to figure out how you fit in. I know Huffington Post is always looking for writers. You know, right. just don't yeah. be afraid to hit up those bigger sites that have like the massive followings. And people love for you to write for their site. Everybody's oh, of always course. looking They're for always original looking. content. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And just make sure when you write everything that you're writing well, that you're proofreading it. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> that Spell it, check. Using that great images sense. that Reading. you take. Your, yeah. And I think 
one thing I've noticed that has always uh, caught my eye with new bloggers is the quality of their images. Mm, yeah. Like, especially if you're a food blogger, like, the quality oh, matters, important. you know? And, and you mm. don't even have to have some super expensive DSLR. You can just you can do what study your lighting. Yeah, just make sure it's by a window. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to buy expensive ring lights or anything. But just study your craft and, and try to be the best at it. That's always what's going to get the attention that you need. Yeah. I, and I, I like your idea about going to other sites because that, Super helpful. that builds your, it helps build like many things, but the your main name. things is it helps build your credibility. It helps build your experience and it helps build your visibility as well because then people would open their doors to you as well the more you start working and putting your brand out there they go oh by the way yo i heard tatiana she was talking about cocoa butter on all these other sites like, yeah exactly like it like that's and that's also part of what i mean when i said build that community for yourself and also do not kill yourself about the numbers you'd be surprised yeah. how many people have quote unquote low numbers but then get all the opportunity all the free stuff and all the other stuff you're talking about that you <laughs> yeah, want to do it doesn't i don't want to say it doesn't matter but 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 more often then not then you people will admit the numbers don't always matter it really matters about your visibility and who you know and, this and your is, engagement and your engagement that's and, actually more valuable yeah and it's across the board regardless of what type of project you're trying to do and you know why engagement actually matters more and this is coming from experience because i'm not in the millions it's not like i have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of followers but when i suggest a product People believe people you. believe it and they buy it. And you know what? That is more valuable than someone in the millions who will suggest a product and a handful of people will buy right. it because they know that this is just like this ongoing machine of product pushing. Right. Now, so listen. you have to have the trust built. You have to have integrity. Respond to your fans. That's another thing. Yes, Sometimes people true. don't talk to like they'll I'll see people with only Engage. two comments. And under their picture and they won't respond to those two comments. I'm like, you. that's not how you're going to build a, a healthy yeah. following. Like, these are people who are paying attention to what you're writing, what you're posting. Do not feel too good to be like, thank you or answer their questions. I know it gets overwhelming. Sometimes people will ask a question that you just wrote in the caption. <laughs> you're like, it's you're in like, the caption. Listen, check the caption. <laughs> but still respond. Check out the caption. Yeah, Smiley you know, face. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, don't be fake. If you're uncomfortable, that's fine. But just know that if you're trying to really build a following, then engage with them and then I was gonna talk about this movie I was looking for the name of it all this time but it's called Presenting Princess Shaw right that's the one you put me on to that I do remember listen I love this movie because she was on YouTube doing her singing and everything she didn't have a lot of money it was to the point where her lights were off in her house she had barely any followers and then she went ahead and she just kept on posting stuff posting stuff posting stuff she was about to give up somebody discovered her music her singing on YouTube and then put it in like a mashup with like a guitar. I guess he was famous. He was a uh, from Israel. He was like a composer and put her on a song with all these other people he found on YouTube. And then she blew up after that all of a sudden. And you never know. It could be one thing. One person could see what you have and be like, I see something in you. And yeah. so that's why it's really important. So you might be saying, out there. oh, my God, I only have 100 followers. It's been less than a month. Imagine, That's a lot. Yeah. And yeah. it's going to grow exponentially. But like I said, you have to just make sure you keep on putting things out. Okay, ladies. So here's another question. What are some of your morning rituals to get your day off to a productive start? Whether it's in the office, Ooh. going to work, or if you work at home. 
Well, at 4 a.m. when I get up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to tell you what I wish that. I did, and then I'll tell you what really happens. <laughs> Real. I wish that I had, like, everything ready the day before, like, what I'm going to wear. And have, to- like, my bag by the door waiting with everything in it that's supposed to be in it. My keys, which I can never find when it's time to walk outside. <laughs> my ID for work, which I can never find. And so I wish that I did that. But what really happens is every single morning I get up and I scramble to, like, throw on a hoodie and some leggings or whatever is easy that doesn't have to be ironed. And then I always press snooze at least three or four times. So oh, I have to set my same. alarm way earlier <laughs> than what I have to get up. And then I finally get to work in the morning. The first thing I do when I get to work is I make myself some green tea with caffeine in it because I don't drink coffee. So what wakes me up is I have green tea and then I order a smoothie and I have my vitamins Every single morning, this is my routine. And actually, that's the only reason that I'm able to be up the way that I am because I really sleep about four hours every night and I barely ever get to take a nap. So what keeps me up is that I have that green tea in the morning. I think that I do green tea mixed with white tea sometimes. And then I have my vitamins and a smoothie. That's my routine. It's a good one. Yes, and that's why if you see me in pictures, I look a mess. It's because (laughs) I grabbed a hoodie and some jeans or some leggings. So should I say my routine as it stands or the way I would like my routine to be? (laughs) As it stands, As it stands. Uh, But you know what? It's it's also something that I'm trying to employ is what I want it to be. So I have the same problem with hitting snooze. I actually set like four alarms because I know I'm going to snooze the first two or three. That's actually bad. (laughs) The first thing I could do is go to sleep a little earlier. Maybe that would be helpful. But my morning routine is always, and what I'm trying to do is get up on the first ring. Even if you're not awake, at least sit up in the bed. Because if you're at least sitting up, you're you're starting to teach your body to get out of that kind of go back to sleep routine you do. Like hitting snooze and just... Wrapping yourself more in the warm blankets is not going to be helpful. So what I'm learning and what I'm teaching myself is to, when it goes off, even if you don't get out of the bed, sit up because more often than not, I'll wake up all the way. Another routine that I am trying to employ is not reading emails or going on social media when I first wake up. Like I would, as as much as I can, if it's not life-threatening, I'm not checking it, even on the bus ride into the city. Don't do it because I feel like that time should be for me. I've, I give so much time to everybody else during during the day, whether it's online or in person. So it's just like, let that time be for you. Let that time, let that time be where you can acclimate to one, waking up and two, greeting the next day with with your 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 positivity, if you will. Um, one thing I definitely do, I have to say, y'all got to eat breakfast. Mm-hmm. A lot of people skip breakfast. <laughs> I used to do this on a regular basis. Like, yeah, oh, breakfast is not bored. Bad habit. And then you are just stressed and dying and on the floor. Eat something. So Even if it's a protein bar. It has to a, be something. Yeah, protein shake, something. For, like, I'm the type of person where I, like, I'll get full real easy or I don't want to bother. Or it's something messy. I don't want to deal with it. So what I suggest are, like, the fruit and yogurt parfaits. Like, I have a deli that I go into every morning as a ritual. And I grab that same thing. And I know it ha- it gives me everything I need for the day, for the morning. It gives me energized. It keeps me awake. And it at least gets me prepared to start the day. Um, and then... I'm trying to be more nice in the morning. Too. I'm trying. <laughs> that's but that's hard. Not, I'm you're not a failing. morning person? I'm not a morning person. So you're like a crab apple in the morning? I I don't even speak. I just kind of look at people like, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. 
Oh hey. no. <laughs> I'm okay in the morning. I just I don't speak much either and it takes me like 45 minutes to open my eyes all the way. <laughs> But that's about it. It's always dark, too, when I leave to go to work yeah. in the morning. It's always still dark outside. There's been a couple of times in these six years that I've overslept. And I always know when I oversleep because I wake up and there's light. And oh, I'm like, oh, no. man, I done missed no. my alarm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I actually have a suggestion, too, for alarms that's helped me. Um I was reading this study that said a lot of the times when you wake up feeling really groggy where you almost feel like miserable in the morning. But you know how sometimes you wake up and it's like easy? Yeah. Like it's just with ease and you're fine and you get up out the bed. Yeah. (laughs) When is is that? That fluctuates with me because that happens a lot. It fluctuates, right? And there are days where you're like, why is it that I just like rolled out of bed? But it's because there's like four stages of sleep. And if your alarm catches you on that deep, first stage and kind of like if you have a harsh alarm like some people have alarms like like, yeah like loud and aggressive if you happen to be in that first stage that's like super deep and it snaps you out of it that's when you wake up up and you feel terrible yeah but you have to have alarms like if you let's say you set four the first one should be soft that sort of starts like getting your body to start waking Mm -hmm. yeah like a gradual awakening like a gentle kiss yeah so like the wind (laughs) chime the little wind chime alarm or like the bird stripping something light and then each one can be like a little louder than the previous one and then by the time it lifts you from the four stages then when you're in that final stage and it's your final alarm, you can just roll out of bed. And I know it sounds like, mm, I don't know, but if you look up the that science sounds- journals, I tried it just to test it. Yeah. And it made, when I tell you guys that now I literally just get up and it's not a war, it's not a fight. It's just like not a problem. Said. That makes sense. Because it, dep- it really is the stage of yeah. sleep that you're in that, that determines your attitude when yeah. you open your eyes. Uh, yeah. It sounds like we're doing the wrong version of that. Like having four alarms yeah. just snoozing them. That they're time. hard. Yeah. yeah that's that's <laughs> and then I, I hit like it. That that you have a loud ass alarm that's catching you right in the deep, deepest of sleep. And that's why your body wakes up angry, which makes sense. But you should try that. That's a suggestion I have. And I have a, a, when I was in college... This teacher used to always say, just when you wake up and you're feeling groggy, don't put the blanket back. Don't press snooze. She said the biggest trick is to just throw your legs over the the side side. of the bed. And I remember thinking, what? And and trying it. And it really works. Because as soon as you shift your your body out of that comfortable sleep position, position, you're done. You don't even want to go back in. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you got to... Throw you gotta have tricks, man. You gotta have, try like, trick your body. Try it. Try both. Really, of I just those. wanna go to bed earlier. <laughs> That's why I'm trying. Oh, I'm trying. Yeah, I know. I've been. That's I've actually goal. been using the uh, the, the bedtime feature. feature? Yes, yeah, since you said it, I've been using it, it's, and it's nice. Cause I now I'm kind it. of obsessed. It I'm like, all right, nice. I need eight hours. Yeah, and I can get seven hours in the bright yellow or the orange color. So I, I like the the alarms on that better than the. the and eh, you know what? Eh, the alarms eh. on that are are way like, cooler. Soothing. Yeah, they're like oh. Oh, welcome to the day, friend. They're like more zen. Yeah. Okay, so I have one. And it says, what is your advice to single women in their 30s who seem to have gotten everything in place? Education, career, spirituality, etc. But the dream of becoming a wife and mom is just not coming along. I'm in my early 30s, but it seems like everyone I went to school with has at least one kid by now. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, 
ain't that the truth you know what I have a lot of friends who had kids like early on in their early 30s well that's not not super early but like even when we were younger and a lot of them do feel like man I wish I could have waited a little bit of time so I could have more time to myself so it's not always a bad thing like you might be looking at it like you're jealous because it's great to have kids and everybody's situation is different but I promise you some of them look at you and say man I wish I you know had the freedom that you have right now to really have pursued my uh, goals and everything. Interestingly, we had Dr. Oz on the show one day and he was saying the ideal time really to have kids is 32. He says a lot of people get mad at him for saying that, but it's a time when your, you know, your uh, biological clock is still good. Plus you've already kind of established yourself somewhat I've been a little bit more stable than you were in your 20s. So he was just saying that's kind of like, you know, a good time. But that's not the only time. Clearly, obviously, people are having kids later and later now. But, you know, you also might have a lot of friends who are coming out of their first marriage. And yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely do. And not happy. So it's kind of like don't rush into anything. And I also feel like sometimes it's a dream to us to go out and find somebody and have a kid. But we just sit and wait for it to happen. And sometimes you have to be more aggressive in pursuing something as in just like when you go out and look for a job. You have to put yourself in situations, let your friends know you're looking, you know, find out different networking events where you might potentially meet somebody you're interested in, even online dating. It doesn't have to be like, you know social media but it can be they have matchmakers all different kinds of ways that people have found someone so it is something that if you're so serious about it and you want to do it you really have to try every avenue just like you would pursue a job or something else that you want to do in your life and you know what that's a it's such it's interesting because it's such a grass is greener situation Mm -hmm. because my best friend is married and she just had her second child and I'm single and I'm like traveling all over the place and my schedule is like hectic. So we literally have the opposite lives and yeah. we're the same age. But when I look at hers and I see her pictures like, you know, on the holidays or celebrating her uh, children's birthdays. And it's just so sweet because, you know, it's like she created a new little family. And I'm always like, I, I love, love that. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I love that this is your life now. Like. I look at the kids like, dude, I know your mom when she was like a disaster. <laughs> now she's like, <laughs> she's your Super mom. mom. Yeah. And it's cool to see how much they've impacted her personality yeah. and her life. But then she tells me like, yeah, but when I look at you, like you're touring and you can go to Bali and then go to Cuba for New Year's. And then, ju-, you know, she's like, your life is just so magical because you don't have responsibility. You can just kind of go with the flow. Mm-hmm. So we looking at each other's lives with the heart eyes, you know, right. and it's kind of. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because it's almost like when are you ever ready for either side? I think you'll always sort of miss the mm-hmm. other side regardless. So. Don't put the pressure on yourself of where you're at now. Just let enjoy, it kind of be. Enjoy what it is that you can let do it now be what it because is. Yeah. Once you do have that family and settle down, life changes completely. Absolutely. And it's not My saying that you even have time yeah. to wash her hair half the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> She's so busy yeah. with the kids, you know? Yeah. Got to be careful what you wish for. And a lot of times, I think looking at what everyone else has can be overwhelming like just let your life flow and be Mm -hmm. what it is i personally am happy that i've been able to travel and like do all these things 
And I would love if kids come and, and a, you know, a great partner. And if that happens, that'd be great. And you feel like you would be ready for it. But if it would have happened for you earlier, maybe you would have not. Oh, I know oh, yeah. I wasn't ready. I could. Yeah, t- yeah totally. <laughs> like, I think I would be a way better mom and a way better partner at this point in my life because I, my mind is just getting so much healthier, so much perspective as a businesswoman, as mm-hmm. a traveler. I have more to offer. So I actually think those poor kids that I have will be will have a <laughs> way better mom now than who I was in my 20s. No way. Right. I would have ruined them. I would have. You, know, you would have you got it together, friend. Stop it. <laughs> they would have been like, girl, take me back. <laughs> Return back to in. sender. <laughs> Shove me back. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, contrary to popular belief, you are living your life at your own schedule and you're doing it the right way. My thing is, as long as you're progressing and you're growing and you're challenging yourself, things will come when they're supposed to come. And we all have this mindset, especially because of social media that, Oh, we're not doing things at the right time or I'm not at that level I'm supposed to be right now. And that's natural to have those thoughts. You can't let that dictate how you move in your life because your life schedule is not the same as mine. It's not the same as Angela. It's not the same as France. It's not the same as your friend down the street. It's just not the same. Everyone has their own timetable and mm-hmm. believe that when things are supposed to happen for you, they will happen. As long as you're achieving and doing what you need to do, you're good. And I think while it's difficult, you have to learn. And I'm one of those people who are still learning. You have to learn to be, to be okay with that and learn that. You're going to get your just desserts. You're going to your dreams will come true. Maybe not in the way you think. And that's another thing. Just because you want something a certain way doesn't mean you're going to get it that way. It may come differently. You may not um, uh, have a child naturally. You may adopt one day. You never mm-hmm. know. And and you just have to allow yourself to be like open to all possibilities. And things can change overnight, man. My best friend. When we were younger, I always had a boyfriend and she never did. Now she's married. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. kid and I'm not married. But she really literally was like always wanting to have a boyfriend. And then one day she met somebody. Yeah. They started dating. And that was the end of it. And it really happened. Like, I feel like it was overnight. Yeah. Same. Mm-hmm. Same with my best friend. We yeah. were just two little party girls. And all of a sudden she was married. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, not going to party alone. <laughs> yeah. Allow yourself to be happy. For right. sure. Hey, this is your Grand Duchess of Tech, Tatiana King-Jones, and thanks again for listening to us on Colorful Lives, presented by State Farm. If you're loving what you're hearing, you can join the conversation and show your support for the show by using the hashtag LiveColorful on social media. That's LiveColorful with two L's. And remember, follow us, Angela Yee, Hey Friend Hey, Tatiana King, and LSN Podcast. And because we care and because we love you, we not only took email, well text messages from you, we also took some voicemails. So let's hear what questions you had to ask. Hey, ladies. My name is Scott. I'm from the Cleveland area. I was just calling to see how you all book your makeup artists. I'm a professional makeup artist, and uh, with the ability to travel, um, I'm always interested in how young ladies on the move are booking their beauty people, their stylists, their hair people, their makeup people. Um, as you all do have many events to go to. So if you have any insight on that, just I would love to hear you all talk about it. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Well, I travel all the time. And so I go to different cities and I always, I actually have like makeup artists in a lot of different cities now because I have to when I get there. But a lot of times when somebody knows I'm coming into town, they'll hit me up or they'll mm-hmm. hit up Paris who works with me and they'll say, hey, if you need a makeup artist when you come to Cleveland, 
you know, I would love for you to hit me up. But it's really important because the first thing we'll do is go look on your Instagram. Yep. And see what you've done and who else you've worked with and if we like how it looks. So just make sure you have all of that readily available. So when I go to your page, it's really easy for me to be like, oh, you know, he is popping. Or I'm going to look and be like, "Mm, no, I don't like that. (laughs) You know, so it's really important for you to just make sure your work is there, easily accessible. And you just reach out when you see somebody's coming into town. Hey, if you need a makeup artist, that's how I've met pretty much everybody. Uh, My name is Garrick, and I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, and I have three questions. One for uh, Tatiana King-Jones. I am a blind listener to your program, and I was wondering if you know of apps for budgeting and the things that you mentioned that are accessible using the voiceover feature on the Apple iPhone. Uh, My question for Angela Yee is, what is it? like working with two males in a male-dominated field? And do you think that trend is changing? And my question for Fran is, are you single? (laughs) I really enjoy your show, ladies. Uh, Take care. I'm dead. I'm gone. Let's start with Fran. (laughs) Fran, are you single? (laughs) I'm single as hell, y'all. Okay. Well, it's Valentine's Day. She's with us. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I think I'm really used to working with guys in the industry I'm in. That's why I love Colorful Lives so much because I get to be with Fran and Tatiana and not with the guys for once. (laughs) Okay, but yeah, I mean, I think it's been like that ever since I started my career. Even when I was at Sirius, I was the only woman on the whole station. SJ45 really? when I first started. No other woman on the entire station. Wow. And then I ended That's up wild. having the morning show and being a woman hosting the morning show. And now I'm the only woman with two guys on the Breakfast Club. And so I do feel like sometimes it's like overkill for me because it's, it is like guys really are very misogynistic sometimes. And I'm not even like saying it in a way that I, it's just how the world is. Mm -hmm. a lot and it's something that you have to constantly point out to them you know it's stuff that people do subconsciously and it's really programmed right Mm -hmm. and so sometimes it's important to not be too sensitive about every little thing and to be able to joke around but it's also important to say okay now y'all are taking it too far and you have to be able to be aggressive and shut people down when you need to so I think people know like when it comes to the morning show with me Charlamagne and Envy like I can handle the guys yeah pretty good you know but I tell you this when I leave here I'm very happy to come and do this colorful life (laughs) I'll be like oh thank you hi colorful life I am Alicia I am from Atlanta um I have a podcast that I have started on SoundCloud named Namaste and some other shit but my co-host is not excited, as excited about the podcast as I am. And my question to you guys is, what would you do to talk to or in order to motivate the person that you're trying to build this this whole podcast with? Because I am just way more excited about it than he is. And I do, I, honestly, I can see it going to the next level, but I need the support and I kind of want to just go ahead and do something on my own. But I understand with the podcast, you can't really just sit there and talk to yourself. So I just, that's my question. Like, what would you guys do if this were you? So once again, my name is Felicia. Thank you. I love your show. Have a good week. There are podcasts with people that are by themselves. My leak 
is one that comes uh, to mind. She's the owner of Curlbox, the subscription mm-hmm. service, and she has an amazing business-based podcast that she posts weekly, I believe. And people love that And podcast. people love it. I yeah. see it constantly being retweeted, like gems and quotes from it, and it's doing extremely well. It's on iTunes if you maybe want to check it out so you can kind of see how she structures it. She has guests every once in a blue, but it's really her by herself, and it's doing well. So I don't think you should... Uh, cut that option out yeah and even if the, no one was doing it that would be a bigger reason to right. do it because you'd be the only one you'd be the only one <laughs> and make it'd it be, happen yeah it'd be a new business model yeah. that people would be like oh you could totally do this, this is a great podcast be i think you can be the originator yeah but i do understand that it's really hard to try to work with somebody on something that you're invested in and excited mm-hmm. about and they're not right you know so yeah. if that's the case they he gotta go let me tell you what that's else. That's what I said. Yeah, you ain't I, holding me back. I'd be like, okay, um, <laughs> I'm going to book somebody else to co-host with me this week. When he shows up, if he shows up, he shows up. If not, we going to get this from here. Yeah. And you just have to be really aggressive as yeah. far as figuring out what you need to do to make things better. Because clearly you're excited about it. He's not that excited about it. Somebody's got to go. Right. And if he doesn't step up to the plate, also communicate. Maybe it's time for you to ask him, is this something that you want to do? Because yeah. if you do, I need you to step it up. You have And if to you don't want to step it up, I have no hard feelings. Let's just not do this together. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, or also see if maybe they want to help in a different capacity. Because some people may say they want to be involved, but then when it comes to the actual speaking podcast part of it, they're not into it anymore. But maybe they're into the editing part. Maybe they can be into something else. Maybe they'd be more interested in helping with promotion. The, the promotion part yeah. or even the art that goes behind it. So maybe they do want to be involved, but not in that way. So you, yeah, talk to them and figure out, okay, one, do you want to be a part of it? And two, what would make you happier? At the same time, time don't wait on that person because no never you'll keep n- it moving keep it moving because <laughs> you'll never get it going right and find someone who's as, who is excited i'm sure there's a lot of be. yeah their podcasting is booming right now i'm sure there are plenty of people around you that would be excited to be your partner and co-host so i say look for someone whose energy matches yours so that it can be a great show sometimes for people they don't see those dollar signs right away because it is true you know, there's a, a lot of free work for a while. Yes. <laughs> and if that's the case, they definitely aren't as excited about it as you are if that's all they care about. And if they don't see that money coming in right away, it's not a priority. I got to say, if you trying to go on a podcast and get paid, you in the wrong business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Fran, hey, Fran, hey, Tatiana King Jones. This was our limited run of Colorful Lies. We brought it back. Well, y'all brought us back. Yeah, y'all did. Gave all the all comments and tweets and hashtags. You uh, State Farm totally noticed mm-hmm. and was like, you guys want to do another run? We were like, of course, because it was awesome to work with each <laughs> other. So thank you guys for all of that support and love. And thank you, State Farm, for believing in us and giving us this opportunity and bringing us together because we've never been together before. Right. So. It's been so fun. Yeah. And thank you so much for all the calls and the texts and the tweets and the messages. Like, we have read everything and we do hear you and we do see that you guys are enjoying what we have to say and we enjoy hearing from you and we enjoy helping everybody so keep on hashtagging us live colorful with two l's at the end of colorful and make sure you use that so we'll see it and you know maybe we'll be back for another limited run maybe we will maybe colorful lives is a loudspeakers network production presented by state farm 
Our show is produced by Matt Raz. Our editor is Dwayne Crawford. And our social media coordinator at LSN Podcast is Barry from Podcasting Color. Ooh.